0: The Stonington Opera House with a schedule of concerts, theater, live family entertainment, and first run movies. Tickets and information at operahousearts.org.
1: WERU FM 89.9 Blue Hill and on the web at WERU.org presenting diverse music and alternative public affairs. Support for
2: WERU comes from Easterly Wine of Belfast, Maine, an independent enterprise that supports free speech, democracy, and independent media.
0: We have about 30 seconds before the hour of 4 o'clock, main currents time. Let's take a quick look at the weather. Sunny the rest of the day, 23 degrees outside here in East Orland right now, mostly cloudy tonight with a low of 18. Wednesday, mostly sunny with a high of 38. Wednesday night, mostly clear, 26. Thursday, mostly sunny at 42, low of 31 under mostly cloudy skies on Thursday. And on Friday, chance of showers. Stay tuned for main currents here on WERU 89.9 in Blue Hill, 99.9 in Bangor, and streaming all over the place at (laughs) WERU.org.
1: And this is Maine Currents Independent Local News, Views and Culture. I'm Amy Brown. The Maine State Legislature is considering a proposal to give a huge tax break to a military contractor. At the request of BIW, Representative Jennifer Dechant, a Democrat from Bath, is sponsoring LD-1781, called an act to encourage new major investments in shipbuilding facilities and the preservation of jobs. In introducing the bill, she testified that it would provide tax incentives to keep BIW competitive in its marketplace and retain a large number of quality jobs in the state. The bill has several co-sponsors from both parties, but it has also drawn harsh criticism from those who see it as corporate welfare that BIW's parent company, General Dynamics, certainly doesn't need from the pocket of Mainers. A public hearing for the bill was held before the Legislature's Committee on Taxation a few weeks ago, and we're going to start today on Maine Currents by listening to clips from that public hearing. These are from a YouTube video that was produced by filmmaker Regis Tremblay, and then he and Bruce Gagnon will be joining us for an update on where things stand now. This clip starts with one of the co-sponsors, Senator Eloise Vitelli of Arousek speaking.
3: My name is Eloise Vitelli, and I represent Senate District 23, which includes all of Sagadoc County and the town of Dresden in Lincoln County. I'm here to testify as a co-sponsor for LD 1781, an act to encourage new major investments in shipbuilding facilities and the preservation of jobs. There is no doubt that Bath Iron Works is an integral part of the economy in Maine and the mid-coast in particular, as you've heard, BIW employs over 5,700 people in Maine, and in Sagadahoc County alone, nearly 1,700 people depend on good wages and benefits for their livelihood. The requested shipbuilding credit before us is a recognition of BIW's value to Maine and the community of Bath, as many other areas of the state struggle to maintain good manufacturing jobs. It is essential that we ensure that BIW is given a fair shot at being a competitive employer so that current jobs are maintained, facility upgrades are made, and that skilled workers have opportunities right here in Maine.
4: Good afternoon, Senator Dow, Representative Tipping. Uh, My name is John Fitzgerald. I'm the Vice President and General Counsel for Bath Ironworks. Uh, In that role, I have responsibility also for our contracts. Um, As many of you know, we've constructed ships on the banks of the Kennebec River for 100 years. Uh, We design and construct the most advanced ships um, the world has seen, and we provide economic security for 5,600-plus Mainers and their families. You're going to hear, I'm sure, a lot of opposition here today, but none of them are going to come forward with an actual plan to do what I just said, and that is continue to hire 5,600 people. We have to compete for this work.
5: I'm Alice Bolsdich from Prescal, and I thank you for this opportunity to testify. I'm very grateful um, also for the education I'm getting here about this issue. Um, I have to admit that uh, I've done a lot of research in, uh last night and this morning <laughs> trying to prepare for this and I'm not sure I still understand everything quite well but in any case I have a lot of respect for the workers uh, at Bath Ironworks for their skills, their work ethic, and their pride in their work, nevertheless, I speak in opposition to 17 LD 1780. The owner of Bath Iron Works, General Dynamics, is the fifth largest defense contractor in the world, and within the top 100 corporations of Fortune, Forbes Fortune 500. They are already profiting from recent corporate tax cuts. They make their profits from making defense products taxpayers pay for. A large profit margin is built into their defense contracts. And now they're asking for an additional $60 million in main taxpayer subsidies for Bath Ironworks. This company, General Dynamics, is among the largest corporation in the military-industrial complex that President Eisenhower warned us about. I'm nearly 80 years old, and I have watched the bitter results of Eisenhower's warning come to pass. The more profits this complex makes, the more unstable the world becomes. General Dynamics does not need this subsidy. Maine needs $60 million to help improve our education, to help provide health care for all, to help fight the opioid epidemic, to help fix up our crumbling in- infrastructure that you heard about earlier today, to help clean up our environment and avert a climate change disaster. I would gladly pay my tax dollars for these needs. This bill serves greed,
6: not need. And I'm speaking in opposition to LD 1781. Uh, I'm concerned about General Dynamics, the company that's actually requesting this uh, tax break, is already receiving at least three other forms of tax breaks from the state of Maine through the Pine Tree Development Zones, Better Tax Increment Financing. And the concern I have is that I don't think General Dynamics is committed to this state and to the city of Bath. I think it's committed primarily to what's called shareholder primacy, and that is that shareholders come first. Uh, I General Dynamics Corporation wants to keep $60 million of its workers' withholding tax. Uh, LD-1781 introduced as an investment bill by the Maine Legislature, to the Maine Legislature, by Representative DeChant and Senator Vitelli, is a tax giveaway. The withholding taxes paid to the state of Maine by workers and businesses are used to fund state services, including roads, education, and aid to municipalities. That $60 million the state would not get would mean increased taxes for all Maine workers. General Dynamics Corporation is the fifth world's fifth largest defense contractor. Last year its CEO was compensated 21 million dollars. Since 2014, General Dynamics Corporation has spent more than 10.1 billion dollars buying its own stock back. Under the new tax law recently passed, General Dynamics tax rate will fall from 28.6% in 17 to 19% in 2018. This is quite significant. According to General Dynamics Corporation CEO, Phoebe Novak, the corporation had a 2017 free cash flow of $3.45 billion. With substandard public infrastructure, increased child poverty, homelessness, and food insecurity, Maine and its citizens need the $60 million, more than the General Dynamics Corporation. I'm Peter Morgan.
4: I'm My wife and I, residents and taxpayers in Raymond, Maine, and I think it would benefit Bath Ironworks and the, the state in, in total if money that you want to give to this corporation that seems to be in fairly good financial uh, status. Mr. Fitzgerald, unfortunately, was kind of vague about the finances, but an opinion piece in the Times record yesterday says that they're in very good shape, and this in spite of the fact that they were taxed at the old rate. The new rate, as mentioned, is going to go down considerably, so I don't know that this was factored into this proposal. The federal government is increasing their military spending, so I think in the future there will be more shipbuilding, and they certainly don't want to reduce the capacity for shipbuilding down to one entity. They're going to want to be sure to keep eggs in multiple baskets, so this dilemma that they foresee is not real, at least from my perspective. And I also am disappointed in the facts that Mr. Fitzgerald presented. They've got a backlog of work or work on order that might go out a decade, and he couldn't speak to the employment levels in the next decade. So I was disappointed in that as well.
7: Good afternoon. I am Jason Ron. I vote in Lincolnville. I'm one of nine defendants standing trial uh, for First Amendment actions at the so-called christening of the latest Aegis-guided missile destroyer that happened in Bath last year. I want to tell you that General Dynamics enjoys billions in what I'll call taxpayer generosity every year. Just last year, General Dynamics enjoyed over $12 billion in U.S. taxpayer generosity Additionally, your legislative predecessors and some of you have enabled General Dynamics to enjoy over 200 million in taxpayer generosity from Maine and from certain of its communities over the years. Additionally con- uh, Connecticut Rhode Island and Kentucky legislators have enabled General Dynamics to coerce millions more in Taxpayer generosity from their states over the years. Additionally, just as in this very room, General Dynamics advocates are attempting to coerce 60 million more in from Mainers, so are General Dynamics and their operatives in the Connecticut legislature attempting to squeeze 150 more uh, in taxpayer generosity from that state. Far from being some benevolent all-American corporation proud to provide good jobs for patriotic Americans in return for their taxpayer generosity, General Dynam- Dynamics operates in 46 different countries. And one wonders whether the, sl- the legislators in the 45 other countries bend over backwards for General Dynamics as eagerly as Representative Dechant. Senator Vitelli and the rest of the proponents of this bill expect you and Maine taxpayers to do. This bill is no good for Maine. As one of the poorer states in the Union, we don't have 60 million more in taxpayer generosity to spare. We need to invest in health care, education, infrastructure, cleaning up the Kennebec after decades of industrial pollution by General Dynamics, etc. I ask you to show some integrity. I ask you to show some courage, show some vision beyond the short-sighted, pre-packaged vision provided by U.S. and corporate war makers. Mainers do not want or need corporate rule. Not by Nestle, not by General Dynamics, not by any of them. Maine cannot afford this corporate welfare tax scam bill. Thank you. I,
2: I just want to speak for a minute. As a mom, I know that incentives can change behavior. So why not help incentivize a transition from military contracts and destroyers and U.S. endless war policy to, the, to di- diversify manufacturing? Why not help them, you know, by incentives from the state to build wind turbines and solar energy and public transport and more sustainable technologies? That's the kind of incentives that I hope the state would create. Thank you.
8: My name is John Morris, and I live in New Gloucester, and I'll be brief. Uh, I just want to say that I think that when this session is over this afternoon, that you'll all realize, if you don't already, that uh, this bill is nothing more than a $60 million gift for the General Dynamics Corporation. They don't need it. They don't need $60 million. I don't think they need 60 cents. They're washing in money, and I also think that they're going to do with Bath Ironworks what they're going to do regardless of whether they get a $60 million tax credit or not. So I think when it comes right down to it, when, when it comes time to vote on this bill, that you really have to ask yourselves one simple question. Are you going to vote for corporate welfare, or are you going to stand up for the people of Maine?
0: A recent Fortune magazine article about General Dynamics' CEO, Phoebe Novakovic, who made $21 million last year, had a telling quote from a General Dynamics company consultant that read, quote, Boeing makes planes, Raytheon makes missiles, General Dynamics makes money, unquote. The Providence Rhode Island Journal reported in November that General Dynamics, between the years of 2009 and 2016, bought back $12.9 billion of its own stock. This drove up General Dynamics' market value and increased executive compensation packages. The article quoted William Lozahnik, an economist at UMass Lowell, an expert on stock buybacks, saying, quote, I think as taxpayers, we're being taken for fools. At a minimum, I would have a rule saying you're not getting any subsidies if you're doing buybacks. You're showing us you don't need the money, unquote. The same article says that General Dynamics has been hitting up Rhode Island and Connecticut as well as Maine for corporate subsidies. In fact, General Dynamics just recently has a new request into Connecticut for $150 million more in subsidies. Currently, we are hearing that General Dynamics is telling some Maine state legislators that they need more money to train young workers. But it should be noted that the federal contract that General Dynamics signs with the Navy to build ships at BIW covers all of their costs, workers' pay, materials, equipment, corporate profits, and even the training of the workforce. And we've just heard from this other gentleman that the contract even covers our state taxes. General Dynamics would never have... Uh, bought BIW if it did not make money. In fact, a good por- portion of the $200 million that Maine gave General Dynamics since 2017 went for the modernization and the mechanization of the shipyard. So the state actually helped pay General Dynamics to reduce jobs at Bath Ironworks. The state legislature helped pay for the reduction of jobs at Bath Ironworks. Maine has many human and uh, infrastructure needs that will not be funded uh, this year by this legislature. You all know those stories. Sadly, many Democrats in the state legislature who oppose Trump's recent federal corporate tax cut fail to see the contradiction as they now support LD 1781. But we see the contradiction and won't forget it. I want to make one comment about Mississippi. One hurricane wipes out angles. The Navy does not want to rely on just one shipyard. It can't afford it. I oppose this corporate welfare bill. I urge the committee and the entire legislature to say no to General Dynamics. The public should let their state legislators know how they feel about this bill. Thank you very much.
1: We're taking a quick break here to let you know you are listening to Maine Currents on WERU-FM. These are clips from a January 30th public hearing in Augusta on a $60 million tax break from the state of Maine for BIW, which is owned by General Dynamics. These clips were recorded by Regis Tremblay. We'll hear from him and also from Bruce Gagnon, who was the last speaker that you just heard in just a few minutes. But first, back to a few more clips from the public hearing.
9: I ask you to vote ought not to pass on LD 1781 for three reasons. There is no transparency, which you've heard some references to earlier. Beyond statements requesting another $60 million in tax breaks, General Dynamics has provided no evidence that they actually need the money. Maine people don't need proprietary information from BIW, but simple profit and loss financial statements would help show the extent of their need. There's no evaluation. The state has no program or substantive data showing that the intent of past tax legislation relative to BIW has produced the desired results for the state or Maine people over the past 20 years. There's no plan B. For 20 years, we've heard and continue to hear Concerns about BIW going away. Members of the legislature say they don't want to be the cause of BIW excuse me, of BIW closing. If there is so much fear about the loss of BIW, why is there no plan B for the last 20 years? Why isn't there a plan B?
10: Uh, I'd like to ask you to ask yourselves three questions as you consider this bill. The first being, has this tax credit, the existing one ongoing now, over the past 20 years performed successfully? I know you're doing a lot of looking forward, and that's what is in Representative DeChant's amendment of performance evaluation, but I would suggest that you could do that looking back as well with this logic chain and other ways that performance can be measured, because I think the committee needs a thorough evaluation, a thorough analysis of how this bill has done for the last 20 years before you move forward with another one. And then let's say that this analysis is done and it concludes that the tax credit was successful. The other question then I would ask that you ask yourselves is why another tax credit? Well, we hear from General Dynamics, BIW, that it's to be competitive, but that's what the former tax credit was for, to make them more competitive. So this needs to be sorted out. Um, General Dynamics BIW claims uh, I don't think should be taken at face value. I think that this would need to be independently verified. This proof of competitiveness or lack of competitiveness, proof of need of the tax credit, needs to be determined before you vote on this bill. Um, I understand that in some communities in Maine they use uh, a method where They select a certain group of people who can maintain confidentiality, look at the books, and be able to determine whether or not um, proof of need is there. So I would suggest that that be the route taken. Uh, Let's say that this independent verification shows that BIW actually needs the $60 million to be competitive. Then the next question is, can it secure that $60 million? Elsewhere. Well, this question has been asked numerous times during this hearing and um, maybe not answered, um, but just to throw out some facts, on the reverse of my testimony, there are a couple charts there. Figure 1 shows that the state of Maine's budget is about one quarter of that of General Dynamics, which is BIW's parent company. And the other fact is that this entire $60 million 20-year tax credit is equal to less than one half of 1% of General Dynamics stock buybacks since the year 2005. My last comment is to register my displeasure at what I'm seeing here, and that is a rich company taking advantage of a poor state that's struggling to meet its needs for lack of funds. And I also observe elected officials and workers and Bath residents like myself fearful that high-paying jobs could evaporate should General Dynamics uh, leave and if Maine doesn't cough up more money for them. I wish that I were a legislator because what I would ask is if we are so fearful, why are we not planning for the alternative that General Dynamics decides to sell BIW? I would think that everyone would be interested in this, number one being General Dynamics, because it would speed up the sale of the facility should they ever decide to sell
2: members of this committee. Thank you for your service to all of the people of Maine, for the jobs that you do, sifting through these policies and balancing need against want. I've submitted my testimony electronically. and What I'm here today to say as a Bath resident, a Maine taxpayer, a person of faith, and as Legislative Coordinator for the Friends Committee on Maine Public Policy, first time, shame on you. Second time, shame on us. What did we get for our investment? Was it worth the $60 million? Was it worth the degradation to the Kennebec River? Was it worth the tune that this piper is playing. These jobs, these good-paying union jobs, support 5,500 families and businesses all throughout the Midcoast. This is the tail that wags the dog. I'm also here because I assisted our school district in promoting and finally passing a bond for deferred maintenance for our school buildings, which were unsafe for our children the same year. General Dynamics was asking for a $9 million TIF from the city of Bath. Bake sales. Do any of you remember the poster? It'll be a good day when the Navy has to have bake sales and the schools are properly funded. That's from the Vietnam era, my friends. That was about 15 years after General Eisenhower, then President Eisenhower, in his speech, A Chance for Peace, spoke so eloquently about the cost of producing weapons, the cost to our country, the cost to our economy, the cost to our souls. And that's really what we're asking you to do. As the makers of good, responsible tax policy, are you going to give a pass to this corporation that you would not allow for any other manufacturer in the state?
5: The United States government doesn't want the BIW facility to close. Uh, federal taxpayers have already paid BIW for a contract this past uh, September. It was listed in the Portland Press-Herald that says it guarantees or promises work for BIW for many years. And people have said this already, but the contract pays salaries of the workers, training, materials, and a healthy profit. General Dynamics has played on the fears of the cities, the state, workers, and I would also say the legislatures.
11: Uh, my name is Ridgely Fuller. It's a name that's easily butchered, sir. Yeah. <laughs> I understand that. I'm also in opposition to LD 1781. I think it's, it's really betrayal of Maine taxpayers. Um, we've talked a lot about... The, the operating, the profit margin of General Dynamics. We know that they don't need our $60 million. We know that it's in the Forbes top 100 companies in terms of size and profit. We we know that General Dynamics is not used as profit to reinvest in workers or equipment or communities, but instead is, has engaged in the buyback of its stock. And I really appreciate... The consideration that the um, 5,000 folks who employ and have good jobs in in Bath Ironworks, and I don't think anybody's suggesting that they be laid off, but that they do generate a lot of um, income in their communities. But there's also a lot of research that says that, um, and it's University of Massachusetts, that for every $1 that's invested in a defense contract, it only generates roughly $3 in the community. But if you invest in uh, that same dollar in education or health care or infrastructure in that community, you're actually generating $8. That's the value add in the spread in the community. So I think it's important for us to really think about where our money is, is being invested and in how we decide to do that. I know, um, again, I wanted to speak to the state of Maine and the needs of Maine in terms of health um, education and infrastructure, and that's been spoken about a lot. So I, I really hope that you invest in a sustainable future for all the Mainers and not into a corporate <clears throat> entity. Thank you.
12: Pretty obvious from the uh, testimony today from several people that uh, there is no possibility of the uh, Pentagon and the Navy Department uh, abandoning BIW shipbuilding facility. It's there. It's the, written into the long-term plan. They support both facilities equally to keep them competitive, and so that's that's false. The second thing that Representative Deschamps based her argument on was that BIW could not afford to upgrade their workforce, and I think that that's very clearly given the backlog of. Work and the long term profitability of BIW, and the fact that it currently has $2.7 billion of cash and short term investments on hand, doesn't follow that the state needs to subsidize the cost of upgrading the skills of existing workers. I recently heard from a friend in New York City that the city of New York is, and Manhattan is uh, in, in the market for new subway cars, thousands of them. It uh, looks as though Kawasaki is going to get the, the bid. If we're really thinking about long-range benefits for the Maine population, the workforce in Maine, and for our children, grandchildren, this is not... The way to go, this kind of corporate welfare for the uh, industrial complex is not the way to go. Sustainable future building uh, industries that we need desperately in this country is in, proven and statistically could create many, many thousands more jobs than the industrial military-industrial complex creates. So, in closing, I would I urge all of you to really look deeply into the wisdom of this bill and reject it.
1: You're listening to Maine Currents on WERUFM. We have two guests joining us now to talk about this proposed $60 million tax break from the state of Maine for General Dynamics. And We can't take phone calls today because we've got them on both of our phone lines, but I'll watch my email, news at weru.org, during this next half hour, and if you have a comment or question, email it to news at weru.org, and I will try to get that uh, posed to our two guests. Uh, first is Regis Tremblay. He's an activist and a filmmaker. We spoke with him a few years ago uh, about The Ghosts of Jeju, his documentary about the impact of the U.S. military on the people of Jeju Island in South Korea. He's 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 been focusing recently on filming the protests at BAW and some of the trials of those arrested there protesting. And the audio that you just heard was uh, from his video of the public hearing for LD uh, 1781 in Augusta on January 30th on his YouTube channel. Thanks for joining us, uh, Regis, and thanks for use of that audio.
13: Well, it's uh, wonderful to be with you again, Amy. Thank you.
1: And uh, on the other line, we have Bruce Gagnon. He's also a familiar voice to WERU listeners. Bruce is a member of Veterans for Peace and is the founder and director of the Global Network Against Weapons and Nuclear Power in Space. He's one of the activists who were arrested protesting at BIW last year who recently had their case dismissed. And he's one of the leaders of the opposition to LD-1781, the bill that would grant what the supporters are calling a tax incentive to BIW or renew a tax incentive to BIW. Welcome back, Bruce.
14: Yeah, good to be with you. Thank you.
1: Thanks to both of you for joining me. I understand you both are fresh off the protest line from BIW this afternoon.
14: I just came uh, back when the shift change let out at 3.30. I was down there with my sign and... Uh, and leaflets to hand out to the, those that would take them.
1: All right. And you both have a history with BIW that predates this particular legislation. And we'll get into some of that background, but just as a starting off point today, picking up where we've been listening in the last half hour to this audio that was recorded and put together clips uh, by Regis Tremblay, uh, This piece of legislation would continue a tax break that started 20 years ago in a really different uh, climate, even for people who supported it 20 years ago. So uh, who wants to start off with some background of exactly what this is that they're talking about?
14: Bruce, go ahead. Well, um, yeah, in 1997, uh, Bath Iron Works was given a $200 million tax break by the state, and then it was followed by an uh, $81 million tax break by the city of Bath. And then in 2013, the city of Bath asked for another 6-point-something uh, million more from the uh, Bath Ironworks Asked the city of Bath. And myself and a very small group of people, maybe about six or seven of us, Uh, We walked every house in the community and flyered every house in Bath and uh, organized a campaign to oppose it. And much to our surprise, because of pressure from the citizenry, the city council of Bath cut it in half, gave them just about three point something million. Uh, So we saved the taxpayers of Bath about three million dollars in 2013. And it was really a a wake-up call to us that here in this community that everyone associates, of course, with uh, being in favor of all these uh, uh, tax breaks for General Dynamics, one of the largest weapons corporations on the planet. Uh, in fact, not everybody is happy in doing that. And uh, we're seeing that now as we've taken this statewide to oppose this latest round that General Dynamics is asking for.
1: Regis, did you want to add to that?
14: Well, I would only add that um,
13: I've been filming uh, several of the protests at Bath Ironworks, uh, mostly that Bruce has organized over the years. But in recent years, my focus has been on two major documentaries. You mentioned one of them, The Ghost of Jeju. The most recent, uh, a year ago, released was 30 Seconds to Midnight. Uh, And both of these documentaries and my focus is about the ever-increasing uh, money of the United States, uh, the empire, which is all over the world, and the ever-increasing budgets, uh, war budgets. And as Bruce, I'm sure, will will articulate more, um, we're on basically a war economy, and we have been for some time. And so the protest at Bath Ironworks is about increasing America's military strength at a time when we really don't need it. We've got the largest military in the world by far. We outspend the next 10 or 11 countries uh, together, combined, uh, and most of those are allies. And so I feel that um, this protest at Bath ironworks Iron uh, Works, the arrest and the trial, and the most recent trial when Bruce and others were acquitted, um, are all extremely important to help not only people in Maine, but people around the country who are involved in the same kind of resistance to the military-industrial complex, the ever-increasing war budget. So I'm committed to documenting this um, to the finish, including, um, you know, uh, Bruce's hunger strike, which he just began this week.
1: Right, right. So 20 years ago uh, with the initial part of this tax break that's being uh, proposed to be renewed now, there were agreements made about uh, jobs which in every corporation everywhere whenever something like this comes up that's the that's the thing that they put out there is we're going to take the jobs away if you don't give us what we want. And, of course, in a state like Maine, that's a really serious thing. These are are well-paying jobs. And so uh, they made an agreement that they would limit the amount of layoffs that they would have over the years and also that they would do some capital improvements. There's a little bit of that rolled in this time, but there uh, is, uh, from what I understand, even less evidence that there's any kind of need on the part of General Dynamics than there was on the parent company 20 years ago.
14: That's right. Uh, and, in fact, the, uh, several of the people on the taxation committee in Augusta when we went up there for the hearing and then for the subsequent work session, they kept asking General Dynamics uh, representatives, can you show us your need? I mean, we're willing to consider it. It's like when you go into a bank and you say you need a loan, they want to know what are your assets. You know, do you really need this? Can you really pay for it? You have to provide that information. And so the state, I think it's the only responsible thing to do is, is, is for the taxation committee to insist on the clear information about their need, and they refuse, Bath Ironworks refuses to give it. Uh, what we know about the last tax cut the $200 million, was that Bath Ironworks used a lot of that to mechanize and modernize the operation, which, in fact, ended up laying off a couple thousand workers. So the state, under the name of we're doing this to save jobs, to create jobs and everything else, stabilized jobs at Bath Ironworks. In fact, the state gave Bath Ironworks the money to reduce the number of jobs. So that seems counter to what people... Uh, supposedly uh, intended to do so it, it's there's so many things Bath uh, beth ironworks has been asked to provide numbers uh provide uh, proof that they actually created jobs with the last tax cut and they refuse to give any information whatsoever so uh, they're not being very cooperative uh, up there in augusta and it's really uh having some impact on some of the legislators
1: It's reported that in the work session they, uh, when asked about uh, providing some of their financial records, they call that a punishment?
14: Yes, that's right. Uh, Well, basically, the vice president of uh, (coughs) BIW, John Fitzgerald, he he said, uh, you're punishing us because our our bigger entity, General Dynamics, has massive, massive monies. Uh, You know, they, they... bought back $14.4 billion of their own stock between 2009 and 2017. That drove up the price of their, uh, their market share. Uh, the executive compensation packages, which are based on the value of stock, went up. The CEO of General Dynamics made $21 million last year. And, and so something
1: it's, like $49 million over the last two or three years? That's right. Partially based on uh, stocks, on this whole stock buyback?
14: Yeah. You know, there was an article in uh, Fortune magazine just recently about the uh, CEO of General Dynamics. Uh, and the, the article uh, quoted one of their General Dynamics consultants who said Boeing makes planes, Raytheon makes missiles, General Dynamics makes money.
1: So they're uh, trying to get this through at a time when the state is facing some serious budget issues. And I understand that right before this public hearing that we just heard clips from, there was one with the DOT asking for a similar sum of money to fix infrastructure in the state.
14: That's right. Sixty million dollars. They said they needed 60 million dollars to fix our roads to fix our bridges, that they said 33% of our bridges in Maine are deficient, which means unstable. And if they don't get repaired soon, they're going to essentially have to replace them totally, which, you know, e- even means more money. And so there's so many needs out there. 43,000 children in across Maine live in poverty. So uh, there are so many needs, everyone knows the stories, everyone sees it in their own community, everyone drives on the roads with the big potholes, and why in God's name are we even contemplating giving $60 million, which would go a long way in our cash-strapped state towards you know helping some of these needs, certainly not all of them, but uh, why anyone would contemplate giving this money to a corporation that does not need it at all? It's just crazy.
1: If you're just joining us, you're listening to Maine Currents on WERU. I'm Amy Brown. I am talking with Bruce Gagnon and Regis Tremblay, two of the Mainers who are working to, in opposition to LD 1781, the bill that would grant uh, BIW and their parent company, General Dynamics, <clears throat> excuse me, a $60 million tax break from the state of Maine. It, we don't have any phone lines open. But if you'd like to send us a question for the guests, you can email that to news at WERU.org. And we do have a comment from uh, Yo Sarian has emailed saying, uh, Bath Ironworks is only one example. Half of the federal budget goes for war machines. Perpetual war and militarism are intended to exhort the fruit of workers' labor and concentrate money power for the conspiracy. Yo uh, Signed, Yo, Merciless Realist, I have heard you speak before, uh, Bruce Gagnon, and I know you agree with that. Uh, I assume you do as well, uh, Regis Tremblay.
13: Well, that's a terrible pause there. Uh, I certainly agree with it, and Bruce, as uh, whoever wrote that in uh, knows, Bruce has been uh activist for 15 and 16 years now here in Maine, and uh, my involvement is in this... Um, it's basically the same as yours. Um, we, we represent media. You, the radio here in Maine, uh, to the extent that you're covered. And um, I realized a long time ago that video, movies, television are the most powerful medium known to the human race. And the videos that I do not only get circulated here around Maine, but they go all over the country and all over the world. And they, uh, I, I do this to inform people, but also to encourage people to take the example of Bruce Bagnan and the protest against the military-industrial complex, specifically Bath Ironworks, uh, to encourage people in other places to do the same kinds of things.
1: Right. Bruce, I mentioned that I, I know that you agree with that. After hearing you speak several years ago at WERU's Full Circle Fair, you were the keynote speaker and your speech was around the uh, warnings about the military-industrial complex, if I remember correctly.
14: I do agree. I totally agree. Yeah.
1: So uh, I want to get into some emails that were, uh, were obtained by uh, an investigative journalist at a... Sort of newish news site called NunesWeekly.com. He's a Rhode Island based journalist. It's N U N E S weekly.com. And uh, also written about in the Bollard in the uh, last couple of days, they obtained emails via a FOA request that show that the sponsor of this bill, uh, Representative Den- Jennifer DeChant, was working very closely with BIW to come up with some talking points, um, specifically geared at refuting the message you were trying to get out. Bruce, you were referred to specifically in these emails. Um, they also called you the one-man band, which has prompted some uh, some response to that as well. And I, I want to just mention that I did try to contact Representative Chant this afternoon to get her response and have not heard back. And according to the bollard, they had not had any comment from her either. So uh, can you say a little bit about these emails? I'm sure you've had a chance to read the emails back and forth between her and the BIW uh, uh, vice president and general counsel, John Fitzgerald.
14: Well, let me just kind of set the stage a little bit with a ex- bit of a story, an example uh, at the work session, which was last week, Following the public hearing, Jennifer DeChant, representative from here in Bath,
1: where I live, uh,
14: she came to that meeting with some amendments. And so uh, she had to get the help of uh, Taxation Committee staffer to explain the amendments. She couldn't really explain them to the committee. And then when the committee began to ask her questions about her amendments, at one point she turned her head towards behind her like pointing with her head at the people sitting behind her, which were the Bath Ironworks and the attorney from uh, P- Pretty Flaherty that actually wrote the bill on behalf of Bath Ironworks. So she said, well, you might ask them. They know it better than I do. So it was quite a, you know, an interesting confession on her part that she really didn't really know the bill. She's just the the uh, tool being used to introduce it on behalf of Bath Iron Works, but they, their corporate people, wrote the bill to get this $60 million from the state, and she's just uh, going along with it. So this series of emails between her and Vice President of Bath Iron Works, John Fitzgerald, she was asking him for talking points about how do I... Uh, She saw a letter or an op-ed that I had had printed in the Portland Press-Herald early on when we first started working on this campaign. And so she asked him for talking points, how do I respond to this? Um,
1: They both wished that this would go through quickly, so as it did 20 years ago with very little chance for comment.
14: Exactly. Because they know that as people learn about it, as they hear about it, They become opposed to it because people understand the situation here in the state. And so uh, our political strategy, frankly, has been to get as many letters to the editor and op-eds printed as possible around the state uh, because we knew that would help people know about it. And so far, 16 papers have printed letters and op-eds, more than 40 of them by people all over Maine. Uh, Yesterday we heard from one all the way out in Bridgeton, someone that we didn't even know that was printed. And almost every day in the Times record here in Bath, Brunswick area, there's a letter in the the paper virtually every day. And I've not seen one paper yet or one letter yet in that paper that was in favor of the bill. Every one of them has been opposed to it. And this has been over the last month. So it's just been amazing. And so they're really scared. Uh, they're really feeling the pressure, and they want to get this thing over with as soon as possible.
1: Now, representative Chant went so far as to ask for specific BIW employment numbers in particular areas and then put in the email in parentheses which uh, representative and what committee they served on that that point would play to apparently was the implication. Have you seen that?
14: Yes, I saw He's, that too. Is that That's- how you read that? It's exactly <laughs> what the way it, it, it was intended, and that was in the update done by Chris Busby at the Ballard. Right. Uh,
1: I'll put is, a link to that with the archives, uh, and along with um, a link to the Nunes Weekly with the archives of today's show. But sorry, go ahead, Bruce.
14: Skagen. The, the Bollard story, I would say, is the most comprehensive story that's been done. It's a monthly magazine out of Portland. It's the cover story called Ship of Fools. Go to the Bollard Online, their their story is there. And just yesterday, Chris Busby did an update to the story, uh, largely focusing on this these emails that uh, that the uh, the guy's name is Alex Nunes from uh, Rhode Island. The reporter, he's the one that broke the whole buyback story. He, he had an article in the Providence Journal about a month ago that really disclosed this whole scheme of. General Dynamics, and other big weapons corporations selling back their own stock, or excuse me, buying back their own stock, and then driving up the price of it. So he broke that story, and that's really what got us going here in Maine when we got that information.
1: And he did the FOA as well for the emails.
14: That's right. So these two journalists, I would say uh, Chris Busby at the Bollard and Alex Nunes there in Rhode Island, they've really done the best job of real real investigative journalism that has really pushed this story much further than the local papers have been willing to do in the state of Maine.
1: Nunes uh, Weekly's uh, tagline is facts are subversive. That's NunesWeekly.com, N-U-N-E-S Weekly.com. And uh, the bollard, for those of you who remember Portland back in the day, to me reminds me of a combination of the old Maine Times and the Casco Bay Weekly. It has that sort of vibe to it, uh, B-O-L-L-A-R-D. So, uh, as uh looking forward, what is it that that you both want to see uh, happen with BIW? We have another uh, uh, emailed question saying, uh, what would your plan be? Be light rail, wind generators, what are the possibilities? And also we should mention that in these emails that were disclosed, they said that your plans for uh, alternative uses for BIW are, quote, not tethered to reality, according to um, – uh, John Fitzgerald from BIW?
14: Well, I, actually, I think they are tethered to reality because let's, let's just be really frank about it. We're facing a colossal crisis in this world today called climate change, and if we don't deal with it soon, very soon, our children and grandchildren and the next seven generations don't have much of a chance for life on this planet. And so we've got to move away from this uh, military machine that is what america is all about these days and we've got to convert this uh military infrastructure in this country to build rail systems com- uh, commuter rail systems uh, offshore wind turbines solar tidal power systems norway has just come out with a new very simple tidal power system biw could be making those we could be placing them up and down the coast of maine and all over the all over the country uh, and uh, generating power in in a much more sustainable way. A a study by the University of Massachusetts at Amherst Economics Department a couple years ago, and then followed up just last year by Brown University Economics Department, says very definitively that military spending is the worst way to create jobs because it's capital-intensive. It eats up a lot of the money. And every other kind of investment, from tax cuts building schools and hospitals and everything else creates more jobs. And in the case of building rail systems, they said in this study at UMass Amherst that we would double the jobs at a place like BIW with the same amount of money that presently goes into building warships. So uh, it's very clear that if we're talking about jobs, then the best way to uh, do jobs is to create green technologies at a place like Bath Ironworks. So Yes, we in the peace movement want to see a change at Bath Ironworks, but we're never, we've never said we want the people to lose their jobs, we want them to be out of work. That is not what we're talking about. We're talking about a conversion process that was introduced by the great Columbia University economist Seymour Melman years ago, and uh, uh, we're really following in those footsteps talking about converting, getting more jobs, better jobs, and ones that help us deal with our real problem today, which is climate change. But none of this is possible as long as you have a a corporation like General Dynamics that not only rules the city of Bath, but also in many respects, along with other corporations like Nestle and a few others in the state that are so politically dominant that they rule the state of Maine. And so we need people now more than ever to speak out to their local, state representatives, state senators, tell them to oppose this bill, LD seventeen eighty one. And
1: where do you think stand now? Uh, just uh, because we're coming into the last couple of minutes, this did not exactly come out of the work session last week with glowing endorsement. So where is the bill now? It's not it, dead yet. It got
14: tabled. At the uh, committee, but I my reading of the committee is that there's enough support there to move it forward, but they're just trying to understand the bill because it's so complicated and so uh, inexplicable. Jen, uh, Jennifer DeChant, uh, our representative from Bath, couldn't explain it to the committee, so they were very confused. Um, but also, I think there's something going on that we underestimate. Over the weekend, I got an email from a state representative from South Portland. I'd, I'd never heard of the guy before. And he wrote me to say, I'd like to offer to be your liaison at the at the state house. Uh, I, I'm on your side. Uh, I want to see this bill defeated. I'm talking to a lot of people. You have more allies than you know. Uh, so it's my perception uh, that... There are a lot more people in Augusta that want to vote against this because they 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 understand all the, all the other great needs there are for $60 million, but you're not allowed to vote against Bath, Bath Ironworks and General Dynamics in Maine, and so they want an excuse to do so. And so that means the public has to ring their bell, and uh, the public has to, uh, as, uh, as I like to say, rattle their chains so that the politicians in Augusta will have the, will find the courage to stand up to general dynamics, the power of general dynamics.
1: And Bruce Gagden, you started a hunger strike today, or yesterday. Wester,
14: yesterday. I'm on day two. Uh, I've been going down to Bath Ironworks at noon and then 3.30 for the last two days. I'm going to continue to do that during weekdays, during this open-ended fast. Um, I'm not putting a timeline on it. I've done 14 days before in solidarity, uh, when one of our dear friends on Jeju Island in Korea was in prison, he did a 70-day fast, so I did a 14-day fast a couple years ago, went to BIW every day during that time, held a banner, I mean, excuse me, a, a sign that explained it, and handed out flyers. I'm doing the same thing now with a big sign and handing out flyers. And uh, And so I'm hearing from a lot of people, as you can imagine, around the state, take care of yourself, Bruce, be careful and all this stuff. What can I do to help? And so I tell them, write a letter to your paper, uh, a weekly, a daily, whatever is in your community. Write to them, even if it's two lines. There's a two-line letter to the editor in the Times record here today uh, 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 opposing this. And then also call your state rep and state senator. Please do that. And uh, we, uh, it's conceivable that we can... Uh, continue to slow this thing down and maybe build the strength to actually what I say is let's see if we can help Mainers save 60 million dollars. Imagine how good that'll feel.
1: Bruce Gagnon from uh, Veterans for Peace and the Global Network Against Weapons and Nuclear Power and Space. Thank you. And Regis Tremblay activist, filmmaker Uh, final, you get one final last comment
13: I'm, I'm just so excited about what bruce has done and the many people around the state of maine and my focus now is to document that to put it into something it can be shared not only around the state of maine to defeat this bill but with people around the country to encourage them to do the same thing all
1: right thank you both for being with us today and thank you uh regis for letting us use the audio we heard in the first half of the program that uh bill again is ld 1781 And uh, you can uh, get more information by going to the uh, state of Maine website, legislature.maine.gov. I will post links to the Bollard article we were mentioning and also to the Nunes Weekly on the archives of today's program, which will be posted at WERU.org on Friday. In the meantime, if you have any questions, you can get in touch with me at news at WERU.org. You've been listening to Maine Currents Independent, local news, views and culture. I'm Amy Brown here with John Greenman. You can catch us here every Tuesday at 4 on Community Radio, WERU-FM 89.9 Blue Hill, 99.9 Bangor, and streaming online. Line at weru.org. stay tuned for democracy now coming up next
14: support for weru comes from our listeners and from Merrill's Bookshop 134 Water Street in downtown Hollowell selling
8: fine used and rare books since 1991 usually open Tuesday through Saturday hours all.